Welcome to a New Testament journey. We'll have our Bible reading followed by our devotional. John 20 Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one Jesus loved, and said, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they've put him. So Peter and the other disciple started for the tomb. Both were running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent over and looked in at the strips of linen lying there, but did not go in. Then Simon Peter came along behind him and went straight into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there as well as the cloth that had been wrapped around Jesus' head. The cloth was still lying in its place separate from the linen. Finally, the other disciple who had reached the tomb first also went inside. He saw and believed, and they still did not understand from Scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to where they were staying. Now Mary stood outside the tomb crying. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. They asked her, Woman, why are you crying? They have taken my Lord away, she said, and I don't know where they've put him. At this she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realize that it was Jesus. He asked her, Woman, why are you crying? Who is it you're looking for? Thinking it was the gardener, she said, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you've put him, and I will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned toward him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said, Do not hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and sighed. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Now Thomas, also known as Didymus, One of the twelve was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the nail marks in his hands, and put my finger where the nails were, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here. See my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, My Lord and my God. Then Jesus told him, Because you've seen me, you've believed. Blessed are those who have not seen 
and yet have believed. Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in his name. Like the smell of freshly baked cookies, this chapter is delicious to me. It reminds me of deep delight in the past. It excites me about pleasures yet to come. It wafts out of what happened in the gap between chapters 19 and 20. Jesus raised from the dead. I might have exploited the marvel of that a little longer, but John focuses on the cocktail of responses of the disciples and how Jesus in sweet grace leads each responder into life. First, there's Mary, who in mourning and loss has become unnamed and confused woman. Jesus doesn't approach her directly. He comes from the side with gentleness. And then, with one word, he renames her. With one word, he turns her life. The word was only her name, nothing clever. But somehow, the way Jesus uses it, the context in which he sets it, eclipses her dread with joy, swallows up her death with life. I've had those unclever and yet life-shifting encounters with Jesus. Have you? Oh, they're so delicious, more delicious than cookies. Next, there's Thomas, hurting, isolated, cynicism creeping into his considerations, forever called doubting by the church, but not by Jesus. Jesus doesn't despise his agonised thoughts. Jesus doesn't directly deal with the response. He leaves Thomas a week to be haunted by his hurt. Isn't that so much like Jesus? But then he comes. He comes as one uninvited and unexpected. There's nothing unclever about this encounter. He offers Thomas very few words, but a touch that goes beyond knowledge to put your hands in a dead man who's come back to life. And Thomas, whether he manages to touch or not, is wrecked and remade all in that moment. To him, this is enough. And again, I remember those moments where Jesus enough has exploded into my dejected soul. But it's the central encounter and response that excites me the most. The breathing of the Spirit onto the disciples, the sending as the Father have sent. I've enjoyed receiving the Spirit. It's the greatest pleasure of my life to have Holy Spirit, the Counselor, living in me, whispering to me, encouraging me. He delights me. And yet, I detect in this story untapped delights in the Spirit's desires for me, to be empowered, to be sent as Jesus was sent. <laughs> wow! I know it, and yet there's still more to be enjoyed. There's more cookies, more, more delights beyond fresh cookies. Are you on the same page as me in this? Is this what you yearn for also? If so, let's choose to continue to feast on this together. Here's a question for reflection. What experiences have you had? with the resurrected Jesus.
we pray God's word bears fruit in your life. For all the information about the New Testament journey, head to www.anewtestamentjourney.net.